This is What Book Hooked You. I'm Brock Shelley, and thanks for listening. On this episode, I talk to Andrea Tang, whose debut book, Rebel Wing, is out now from Razorville Books. And Rebel Wing is about a girl in a futuristic uh, Washington, D.C., and her run-in with a mechanical dragon. Uh, So it's sci-fi, it's futuristic, it's fantasy, uh, and listen in as Andrea tells us more. So, Andrea, what book hooked you? Okay, so I gave this a lot of thought and uh, went through a number of potential answers um, and kind of settled on Madeline Lengel's Wrinkle in Time. Um, I think I read it when I was, I must have been in fourth grade, about nine years old. Uh, It was assigned as part of my school reading. Um, And it got me into like Madeline Lengel's whole of us, which is partly why I named that title in particular. Uh, But it was also just like it combines, what's fascinating to me is that I read it at such a young age, um, but it combines such a... Uh, a huge number of different elements that like have sort of followed me into adulthood, both in terms of what I like to write and what I like to read. Um, so it's like, it's technically science fiction, but it's got this kind of fantasy bench. Um, it is kid lit, which is kind of what I write now. Um, and there's this like, there's this wonderful sense of whimsy about it. Um, that also just, I think speaks to a lot of, there's, there's a sense of whimsy, but I think it also speaks to a lot of depth. Um, it's tremendously creative and just, yeah. So, so that was that was kind of where I landed after thinking it through. It kind of covered the greatest number of bases Great. of all the potential answers I could give. And so you said this, you read this around when you were nine. So were you a big reader? This you said was was part of school related. Was that or were you more of an independent reader also, or was it mainly a school thing back at that age? A uh, little from column A, little from column B. I was definitely an independent reader. Um, I was like a, I think like a lot of writers, kind of an introverted child. Um, so I definitely spent a lot of time kind of like quietly reading in a corner during recess. Um, but I did also like, I actually, I was, again, one of those nerds who actually did enjoy a lot of the assigned school reading when I was in like elementary and middle school. Um, and that was definitely like one of the books that sort of stood out to me on the list. So, And Beyond this book, the types of books that you would read, were they like this one, where they were fantasy uh, twinged or in the category of sci-fi? Are, is that sort of what was your wheelhouse, I'll say, as far as the books you enjoyed back then? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think like I did and I do read a pretty broad range. Um, I, I think like science fiction and fantasy has always sort of been my comfort food um, and what I gravitate towards. Um, but I also, you know, I read a lot of historical fiction. I read a lot of contemporary. I read all over the place. Um, but I think that was, yeah, I think like Madeline Lengel's work in particular was what kind of really, really hooked me um, on speculative fiction in particular. And so then uh, as you kind of grew up and you write young adults, so when you think to when you were a young adult, uh, that was adolescent years, were books, were reading, were story uh, still a big thing? Or was with so much that comes with be, being a teenager, uh, 
tends to keep one busy. Did reading sort of fall off for you? I yeah, no, I definitely kept on reading, maybe more than I should have. <laughs> um, it, like I, I definitely remember a a few few afternoons in the school library, um, probably when I was a teenager in high school, um, where I would I would kind of I set out with the greatest of intentions to like go and like work on chem problem sets or whatever it was that a responsible student would be doing, um, and instead would end up like browsing the shelves and losing you know an hour and then two and then three into reading something that had nothing to do with any of my schoolwork. So I guess the short answer is, yeah, should it have fallen off a little? Maybe. Did it actually fall off? <laughs> Probably not as much as um, it ideally would have um, in order to satisfy my parents and like. Sure high school guidance counselor types. <laughs> so do you remember uh, in high school, some of the books that uh, you were really into that you really enjoyed from that time? Oh, good question. Um, when I was in high school, I'm trying to remember what specifically I was reading a ton of. I definitely read a lot of high fantasy. Um, I remember reading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series. I don't think I got through all of it because that those were, those were right. massive, massive books. Um, I went and read slash reread a bunch of Diana Wynne Jones, which was more fantasy again. Um, read a fair amount of like contemporary literary fiction as well. Um, there, there, I remember like I think high school is when I discovered Camila Shamsi, who did a lot of. Um, I think hers was definitely like contemporary adult literary fiction, um, but she had just such a beautiful. Uh, narrative voice, and I was really into that. So I really did read across quite a, actually surprisingly broad range. And so with being as well-read as you were, uh, at that same time, was writing something you were trying to hand at? Uh, yes, uh, with limited success. I was not the most disciplined, um, aspiring young writer. Um, I was, yeah, I think I, I definitely wanted to do novels but i i think also at that age i wasn't quite sure how to go about embarking on a project that was i guess more of a marathon less of a sprint um so i think if i really really dig through probably like old notebooks and computers from that era in my life i'll find like lots of bits and pieces of like half-formed ideas and aspirations um for what could eventually be novels but none of which were none of which were really completed um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely had grand, grand plans for myself to someday be like a real novelist, but I don't think I ever actually, I don't think I fully completed a novel length manuscript in high school. So when then, because you had these dreams, when did you become dedicated enough to start pursuing that and start, uh, thinking of, uh, writing, uh, seriously to become published? Um, so I think I kind of started buckling down a little more once I hit undergrad when I was in college. Um, I still like, I, I, I still don't think that I necessarily really disciplined myself when I was in college, but I definitely did a little more than I did in high school in part because I had a more flexible schedule and had, and had somewhat more control over the chaos in my life. Um, but yeah, I remember like drafting, for example, I think I did like a like contemporary fantasy novella set in, I believe it was New Orleans. And that was, I think, the longest 
piece of like continuously drafted fiction that I had actually completed. Um, it was not very good. It will never see the light of day. Um, it started as a creative. It actually okay. I can I can actually correct my earlier answer. It did start out as a creative writing assignment from a class, a lit class, back in my senior year of high school um, that I shelved and then took back out. Um, I think freshman year of college and actually turned into this like 30,000 word novella. So it wasn't quite novel length, but it was getting a little closer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was kind of conditioning myself to like work up to longer, longer form fiction, which was what I ultimately wanted to write. Um, And then I think senior year of college, I embarked on writing this like grandiose novel length. Like, I think it was like, actually, it actually was young adult space opera. Um, but I did, I wound up finishing after I graduated, I think. Um, and that one, that one was actually like, it was not great, but it was definitely better than some of my earlier attempts. Um, but yeah, I think that was, that was the first like full length novel that I can recall writing. And as you were sort of getting serious about this and uh, kind of looking at, uh, your lane sort of being this YA, uh, fantasy slash sci-fi kind of lane uh you know other than the books you had previously uh mentioned and had previously read were there any other books that were sort of motivators or like something you really kind of looked at and said you know this is sort of what i'm aiming for in the type of books that i want to write uh yeah from a lot of different angles definitely um I think like this was neither young adult fiction nor science fiction. So it's kind of an odd title to bring up, but I remember, I think, yeah, it was in, it was probably one of my favorite books that I read in high school. Um, Donna Tartt's The Secret History. Mm-hmm. I discovered, I think junior year of high school um, and was utterly entranced by it. Just this, the, the narration, the characters, the way she kind of sets scenes, um, but also has this very intimate first person narration um, that really takes you through um, both very like kind of psychological character driven journeys, but also a plot that keeps up like a pretty good clip, especially for what I think would be typically categorized as like kind of like highbrow literary fiction. Um, I was kind of like, wow, this is really, this is not only beautiful writing, it's really enticing. And it's what I would like, you know, it's it's not necessarily my chosen genre, but it's the sort of voice and the sort of combination of elements um, that I would aspire uh, to kind of create in my own fiction so there was that. Um, I also, I think this might have been either senior year of high school or freshman year of college. Um, I started reading Sarah Reese Brennan, um, who is a young adult fantasy writer, and um, also really loved her voice. Like she's, you know, she's witty, she's fun, she's capable of writing, you know, um, stories with tremendous pathos and like really wonder, like deeply complicated um emotional character relationships um but she also writes with a lot of humor a lot of wit um like you know her her fiction i think it it appeals to a lot of emotional sensibilities but also doesn't necessarily take itself super super seriously all the time which was something that i really liked about it um and again something that i kind of uh wanted to emulate at least in part so that was another one two two very extremely extremely different types of novels but both those books that I think like kind of planted a seed in me of like, ah, I kind of want to write a little like this. I want to evoke bits and pieces of this, if that makes sense. Sure. And so uh, your first book, your debut book is out now uh, called Rebel Wing uh, from Razorbill Books. So let's talk about that and give us the synopsis of what the book's about. 
Oh, man. Okay, yeah. I had to do this during my book launch, and, like, it was, like, the first question I got. I totally blanked out and, like, <laughs> was, like, can I open one of the books and look at the inside cover flap as a cheat sheet? Um, you'd think I'd be better at this by now. Um, but, yeah, sure. It is um, It is young adult science fiction. I would kind of subcategorize it almost as cyberpunk. It's set in mm-hmm. this near future version of North America very loosely in the kind of like Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area, uh, where I currently live and work. Um, And it deals with this kind of futuristic, kind of like pseudo-Cold War landscape um, that's fueled by um, this ongoing sort of arms race regarding um, artificial intelligence in the form of, you know, giant mechanical robotic creatures that are used for various purposes, including, um, unsurprisingly, military warfare, um, and the way that our kind of hapless high school-aged heroine runs afoul uh, all of the sort of political intrigue that's being fueled by these developments. Um, so that's kind of my 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 very non-spoilery <laughs> um, elevator pitch on what that's all about. And so when it came to this book, what was that initial idea uh, that got you motivated to write it? Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I always really loved, like, the mecha genre in, like, Mm -hmm. Japanese anime. Like, I'd grown up watching Toonami and Gundam Wing episodes and all that. And I thought that was a ton of fun. I loved Pacific Rim when it came out. Um, it's just, like, a really fun aesthetic to play with. Um, in addition to that, you know, I was a big high fantasy nerd, so I also loved dragons. We all love dragons. Um, so I think I, like, I almost, like, half-jokingly, I think I was, like, at a wine bar with a friend or something, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if you could combine, like, the best of, sort of, like, science, like, anime-fueled cyberpunky like, science fiction with high fantasy, and you just had, like, robot dragons. You could build a plot around that. That would be fun. Um, and then I kind of took it and ran with it, and was, like, very surprised that I eventually landed here, where I've somehow tricked a major publisher into actually buying my (laughs) wacky mildly alcohol fueled idea um but yeah that was kind of the starting point and then you know i did eventually build what i hope is like a coherent plot um and actual characters around that initial concept and so we talked uh briefly about the novella which was sort of your first project and we kind of jumped to rebel wing so what was sort of in between there, where was this the very next project, or is there a graveyard of of attempts uh, between oh the two? Oh my God, there's enormous, shamefully large graveyard of of failed attempts. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy to get into some of that if if you have questions. Sure. As far as so, you started with that novel. It was you know it started as a class project. So you were then kind of pursuing writing. So what did that look like? Did you try to uh, you know, find a class, find a community, really go online and try to kind of see what this was all about or go it on your own for a while? How did your journey from the novella to Rebel Wing kind of look for you? Uh, I really kind of went at it on my own. I think I was actually very self-conscious about my own writing mm-hmm. ambitions. Like, I like I don't know, I think it, it, it felt kind of like weird and crass and presumptive to like voice to anyone like, oh yes, I want to be a novelist. And I'd also like grown up with like a fairly practical sensibility about myself. Um, 
and I guess I kind of have that in common with my heroine, um, in which I was like, okay, I, I might have these grandiose sort of like artistic, creative ambitions, but I recognize that it's a tough market out there. I don't know if I necessarily have the chops for it. So even if I do want to pursue publication, you know, I need a day job, I need a career. So that was it was always kind of something I was doing on the side. And as a result, I think I was actually like a little private about it. I would definitely lurk on forums and like look at like, I would like, you know, I would read agent blogs and look at sort of like publishing house submission requirements and so forth um, in my downtime. But it wasn't something I like, I, I don't think it was something that I talked about a ton necessarily. Um, and I didn't really go looking for a community, I think, because I was so self-conscious about my own ambition. So I was just like, maybe I can just kind of self-teach and, and do my research on the industry and if and, and, and see what I can do on my own. And if something works out, that'll be awesome. And then I can come out and tell everyone and, you know, look like Athena coming fully formed from the head of Zeus um, with no apparent effort whatsoever. And no one will have to be privy to like kind of my like my my painful, messy process of eventually getting there. What ended up getting you there? Uh, what do you think? Was it just, you know, continuous, you know, not giving up, trying uh, again and again or did you have some sort of breakthrough? What did it kind of end up looking like for you? I mean, definitely a lot of good fortune. I mean, I think luck is is definitely a bigger part of this business than a lot of us necessarily like to admit. Um, and obviously, yes, like grit, determination, hard work, all of it. Um, but I think like one of the major things actually was, ironically enough, considering this very like introverted, secretive, almost like borderline shameful way that I started out. I think like one of the factors that kind of pushed me over um, into like into kind of, I guess, setting me up for success was, in fact, finding community um, and eventually connecting with other writers um, and like being willing to share my writing with other people and talk about stuff and like find like-minded folks just because it like, I think like feeling like there, there's the practical benefit of it, right. Of like finding mm -hmm. crit partners and people who are willing to read your work and give feedback and talk about their own experiences. Um, but like also just like on a purely sort of like social and emotional level, um, just like finding, finding friends who sort of share your, your particular desires and experiences um, and and sort of know where you're coming from. I think like just it makes it a lot easier to sort of grind through the work, I would say. And so uh, with this book, uh, when you, you, you know, you had that initial idea and then when it came because of uh, it's futuristic and, and kind of setting the scene of, of what the environment is like that this book will take place in, how did you kind of approach that? Was it just, do you basically, are you plotting this out? Are you trying to find the rules of, of the world that you're writing in? Or do you just kind of dive right into the characters and try to kind of find your way through that? I actually go right in. Um, I tend to be just by nature, a very character driven writer. So like, aside from like some broad aesthetic concepts of like, Oh, I want this to have giant robot dragons. Oh, I kind of want like a cyberpunk North America. Beyond that, like I have, very little concrete notion of the world building going in, um, whereas I do tend to have actually fairly concrete um, conceptions of character and the people that populate that world. So I'll start with character. I'll often start with dialogue. Um, and then uh, based on the way that the characters interact and talk and where they're coming from, as I kind of get to know them and figure them out, um, the world very slowly kind of starts to take shape around them. 
Um, so I'm definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a, a, a kind of character first style of writer. And so, and this book uh, is, uh, we'll have a companion book. It'll be, you will be continuing the story. So when, at what point did that become a thing? Uh, when you set out to write this, did you think, oh, this will be told in more than one book? Or was it your publisher or agent that threw that in front of you? Or how did that sort of come to be? Um, okay, so to like, I guess like to clarify, uh, Rebel Wing is itself definitely like a standalone, you don't need to read anything else, like the story is kind of one and done and finished. Um, the companion book is just what it sounds like. It's a companion book. It isn't so much a traditional sequel because it isn't like it isn't meant to be part of the duology with Rebel Wing. It's not really I don't think Rebel Wing necessarily leaves a ton of loose ends that the second book is trying to clean up. Um, the second book is essentially just another story that is set um, in the same world and pulls on some of the same elements. We see cameos from some of the characters of Rebel Wing. Um, but the ideal um, that I'm trying to work towards as I draft and revise it um, is that, you know, it, it will just be a standalone novel. And if you want to read it without having read Rebel Wing, like you should, you know, that'll be totally fine. You should be able to dive right into it. Um, if, on the other hand, you've read Rebel Wing and hopefully really enjoyed it, um, you know, you'll read it. It'll be its own book. Um, but there will be hopefully some fun Easter eggs for, for Rebel Wing fans in there. So I'm I'm ideally kind of trying to, to attract both new and returning audiences with the second book. <laughs> and you think that that has made it maybe easier to write the second book? You know, I've had tons of authors say... Uh, how much the second book is to write, uh, especially when that second book is a true sequel. Uh, with this approach, do you think it's a little bit easier because you're not as tied down with some of the the walls you've built yourself in with that first book? Uh, it's definitely still pretty hard. I mean, <laughs> I obviously can't really speak to the experiences of what it would be like to write a full duology or trilogy, I'm sure that presents its own challenges and would also make my tear, my, me tear my hair out <laughs> for in totally different ways. Um, I would say like, yeah, the second book blues though, they're, they're real. I think regardless of whether you're doing a sequel or a companion or a total standalone, um, just because it is like, yeah, it's the first time your first draft is on deadlines like that in itself. Um, is an experience that I think like I was like you know theoretically prepared for but the reality of it was just like oh wow when I first drafted my my debut you know I was really doing that on my own time I didn't have an agent yet I didn't have an editor yet I could do whatever I wanted with very few real consequences when it came down to things and now I'm like oh wow this is just like any other workplace deliverable it needs to get done on time uh, it needs to hit a certain kind of like quality standard um so yes the second books i think are are tough for a number of reasons regardless of what kind of second book you're doing uh that said um i am kind of enjoying getting to double dip in the best of both worlds with creating a standalone that's set in the same world as my first book because on one hand i can kind of lean on the structural elements from rebel wing i don't have to do a ton of new world building like i have to do a little this is something that (laughs) <laughs> definitely came up in my first edit letter when I kind of sent in my like word vomit filled zero draft of the second book, like a few months ago. Um, I think like a major piece of feedback I got was like, okay, um, yeah, this like, you know, y- you've set up some interesting elements here, but you do, you do still need to expand on like what has 
changed since the events of Rebel Wing and like what what sort of new factors are in place in this environment you've created. Um, but at the same time, it's easier than building a totally new world from scratch. Uh, but on the other hand, I also like the freedom of getting to play with a new cast of characters um, and kind of deal with new relationships and set up new struggles and stakes and all of that. Um, so, so that's been fun. We'll, we'll see how it turns sure, out. <laughs> sure. And you mentioned uh, that the book is set in the Washington DC area. That's where you're currently uh, living in that area. So uh, was it, was it kind of just automatic that that was going to occur and that you wanted to play with the politics uh, since, you know, you're at the center of things there or was, or did the story sort of end up serving uh, that that should be the setting? Um, I think, again, it's a little from column A and a little from column B. Like, having my my own backyard as a setting is definitely helpful when I'm trying to layer um, this kind of futuristic world building or near futuristic world building mm-hmm. on top of it. Um, but it also did make a certain degree of plot sense because so much of the novel is driven by a lot of political intrigue, like having a futuristic kind of Washingtonian city um, definitely made a lot of sense so yeah so there's the combination of the convenience factor with the whole like ah yeah no this is an epicenter of politics that will you know that it makes sense as an urban backdrop to this particular type of story and so when you kind of look back uh you know from when you started with that novelette in college to now having released your first book is there anything like a huge lesson you think think you've learned through all of it or something you wish you may have have done sooner or or stopped doing or changed throughout this whole process? Um, I think I, yeah, I would have liked to connect with the writing community a little sooner, I think. I think that would have made um, some of the earlier parts of this process um, a little easier in some ways. Um, I don't know. What else could I have done differently? Like, I think everyone kind of comes into their own in different ways. And I, you know, it, it took me a while to get here, but I think like, know like I don't I don't necessarily regret a ton Mm. of what I did because it didn't sort of inform where I eventually wound up um but yeah connecting with the community a little sooner might have been helpful um I think maybe like opening myself up to like well that kind of goes in line with connecting to community sooner like opening myself up to more sort of Mm -hmm. feedback and sharing of writing with crit partners or with first readers might have been good I don't know. I'm actually very grateful for like kind of the experiences I've had and where I've wound up ultimately. Mm. So like, yeah, there, there are little things that I can, I can think of that I might've wanted to tweak and change and like decisions that I made that like anyone else, I, I can think of things that I regret doing or writing. Um, but ultimately um, I, I think I, I feel really fortunate for where I've kind of landed. Great. Well, let's wind down. And as we do, I'll ask you a few questions. Uh, the first one being, uh, what, what is your favorite movie based on a book? Ah, okay. So I thought long and hard on this one, and I kind of came up with a bit of a cheat for an answer. <laughs> um, so, like, my it's not technically a movie, but it is, like, a sort of prestige TV series. Um, it is a science fiction series called The Expanse, um, and it's based on a series of novels, I think, beginning. I think the first one in the series is Leviathan Wakes. Um and the adaptation is so beautifully, lovingly done. It is, like, I think I've said this, and I think, like, actual professional, like, 
reviewer journalists have said this. It's essentially science fiction for like international relations nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the way it, it it it's like a space opera, but the way that it's set up is so intricately well done and constructed. And like the TV show has such wonderfully high production value and such great cast. So I I felt like I couldn't not name <laughs> the Expanse. So very good. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. And uh, so the next question, is there a book or a series that you're willing to admit you've either never read or never finished? Um, so I get a lot of flack for this for consider, because I am, you know, both a young adult novelist and like a speculative fiction novelist. But I've never finished uh, Philip Pullman's Dark Materials series. I read The Golden Compass in middle school. You know, it was, you know, it was a perfectly fine book. I didn't dislike it. And I just never got around to reading the next two books. Um, and before I could get around to reading the next two books, I think my friends went and spoiled the ending for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe one of these days I'll I'll, I'll go and finish up that trilogy because it is like a classic sure. of kind of fantasy kid lit. But, yeah, no, that is that is like one of the biggies that I've never actually finished. Mm-hmm. And then finally, what is the last great book that you've read? Ah, yeah, no, another tough question. Uh, so I recently started a reread, actually, of Megan Will and Turner's Queen's Thief books. Um, I'm reading Queen of Atolia right now. Um, I've read them all before. Um, I love them. I think they are actually some of my, if not my actual, like, favorite novels. Um, they're, they're like, they're, they're incredibly intelligent. Like, they're basically, they're, they're these tremendously smart, detailed political thrillers but written in such a way as to be like accessible to a kid lit audience and therefore accessible to people like me who don't necessarily want to read something super dense at the end of the day um and like they're they're yeah they're light they're fun um they're intelligent without being pretentious about it i think um and they're yeah and they're they're written with such heart as well like there's just such an emotional depth to them um so i'm really enjoying my reread of that um very good well andrea uh, rebel wing is out now from razor bill books uh congratulations and we're excited to see the next book that you have for us in this universe thank you i'm also excited to see the next <laughs> book for me whenever i manage to get to, to get that whipped into shape but thank you so much And that wraps up this episode. I want to thank Andrea Tang for joining me again. Her book, Rebel Wing, is out now. So go check that out. And thanks for taking the time to listen. Hope you'll check out some of the other episodes. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. If you can rate and review, that would be great. Also, turn a friend on to it. I'm Brock Shelley. And until next time, keep reading.